0: Father Jonathan, how are we doing?
1: Pretty good. Pretty good. I have helped the birth of a new Christian.
0: Oh, how about that? Not of a new
1: person. That would be weird. (laughs) Yes. But of a new Christian. Very good. I baptized my little niece yesterday. Oh, that's so cute. How was it? Well, I mean, it's weird with all the... Covid restrictions, yeah. but it was really it was really nice.
0: Was this an uh, outside of mass baptism, or was it a? It was
1: outside, outside of mass. Yeah,
0: and it was literally outside. <laughs> it was outside and li- no, it was in a church. Okay, it was in the church. Cool, very cool. Um, I, as you have heard and know, have yet to do a baptism.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: in my one and a half years of ordained ministry, I have done uh-huh. a grand total of two sacraments.
1: Oh. I mean, mass and confession. Right,
0: that's it. Right, with I mean, with all things considered, it's not a terrible percentage. I mean, like I'm batting like forty percent, which is not <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah. But when it <laughs> I mean, when it comes to like, why am I ordained? It's like, well, <laughs> you should probably start baptizing some people. But fricking COVID, well, man, it's it's yeah. ruined so much. I had a bunch of baptisms lined up for the for the summer, but then COVID hit and locked everything down. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you're also in studies, so right, and you we, we don't tend to work in parishes, so
0: right, and I'm also in Spain, so you know that's all. <laughs> there are no Christians in Spain. Well, it's kind of a sore <laughs> subject. There are very few. There are very few young Christians in Spain. Um, uh uh-huh. So, I mean, there are some, and but it's kind of a delicate topic with kind of an aging Christian population in Europe. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway. Uh, so I guess you didn't have a chance to preside at a Mass City because you were out doing other ministry.
1: I was out, no, I do, I'm going to go kind of my usual, um, procedure. I'm going to go say, man, I'm actually going to do it before, um, usually I kind of wait till the, till the evening, mm-hmm. which is probably not the best thing to do. Um, but there's a particular, well, there's two reasons. There's a particular Mass intention I'm going to offer, um, today. There's kind of a family tragedy that struck in one of the, one of the guys um, with one of the guy's brother Mm. so i'm gonna offer mass for his family and and then we have a today's the super bowl father i I did not know that (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna cook some burgers and i gotta be ready for that so i'm gonna go same Mass before that. Very
0: cool. Very cool. I um, didn't know it was a Super Bowl because, as you know, I live in Spain. But I did have a wonderful <laughs> opportunity to say two Masses in a row this morning. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. I've only done that a few times. And it's, it's gotten a little bit easier uh, replicating my homily for the second Mass. When I first did that a couple of months ago, it was really nerve-wracking to try and make sure that I said the same thing. Um but no, it was good. It was good. I ended up preaching a lot of what we talked about last week. So I'm finding that our conversations are showing up in my homily uh, uh-huh. more and more. And good. sometimes... they It's even... only taken
1: like three years.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say, even sometimes are the things that you say.
1: <laughs> so, oh,
0: hey. <laughs> so that's... All right. That's good. That's good. Um, no, I'm just kidding. And what I ended up preaching on, just to tell you very quickly, I was really taken by the connection uh, that we drew out at the end of our conversation about... Uh, Job's anxious sleeping and the woman being in bed with fever. And I just said, like, uh-huh. this is the connection here, is that her fever is the anxiety that Job is experiencing. That's the fever, mm, yeah. you know? And you can summarize in, And I appreciated what you said. Like, you can summarize the whole gospel with that passage with Simon's mother-in-law. Like, there's all these verbs that really hit home, and I focus on this with my with my homily. Jesus came near. Jesus mm. reached out. Jesus healed and Jesus raised her up. It's like those verbs. Boom. There's your homily. You know, that's the gospel. Yeah, that's the gospel in a summary. You know, um, mm-hmm. so it's good. So I preached a little bit on that, and I and I brought back some of my existential stuff from the previous week of like we're all caught in this sort of anxious existential crisis that Jesus is calling us to wake up from this fever. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. I wonder if there's a connection to be made with this Sunday's readings, because they're kind of gross, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little uh, uncomfortable. Uh, are you feeling some of that anxiety? I'm, un- I'm uncomfortable <laughs> saying the words
0: skin, scab, pustule, and blotch in a sentence. Yeah, <laughs>
1: the sore of leprosy. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Oh, man. It's a little visceral. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Use my words. Uh it is uncomfortable but you know I think that's kind of the point hmm. yeah yeah and especially we, like, we tend to we tend to sanitize scripture so often
0: oh yeah that's totally right that's totally right and I think you can totally carry on from last week with the healing of Simon's mother-in-law like we're in this we're in this narrative of Jesus doing all these miracles of healing and so I think yeah. it's a very good thing to do um and I'm all for it I, I think one one reason I probably would try and stay away from it is just because we've had two weeks in a row of Jesus healing, um, <laughs> uh-huh. which is great, which is great. But I wonder if there's any other thing we could sort of focus on. And I I have something I wanted to throw at you just right out of the gate to see what you think about. Um, I was noticing that two things. One, this is our last Sunday of Ordinary Time. Really? Yeah. It's Ash, oh. it's Ash Wednesday after this, oh. this Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> um, And I was thinking about it, looking back, since the first Sunday of Ordinary Time, which was the baptism, I don't think we picked up on this, but if you look back at all the readings, every first reading was a different patriarch. Oh, really? Yeah, we had the call of Samuel, we had Moses, we had Jonah, we had Job, we had, uh, last week we had, yeah, we had Job, this week we have Moses and Aaron, like... We've had this, like, catalog of patriarchs every week that we kind of mm. ignored. I don't think we ever really saw that connection, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I just kind of wonder yeah. if you could do, like, a closing out of this period of ordinary time, looking back at how salvation history through the patriarchs comes into fulfillment as we begin Lent, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, And how—maybe you, hey, you could even bring in that healing thing with, like, the purpose of, he- <laughs> of Lent is is to bring us in contact with Jesus who comes to save us, you know, to heal us. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, one of the—I th- like that a lot, and there's—I need to think about that. Um, so I'm going to say something else while I think about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the—I'm th- I- tempted to stick with this idea of healing, um, not just to to keep doing the same thing, but this week in particular, um, I think, is encouraging me, at least, to not to forget the, the affliction. Hmm because i think so often in that in that vein of of trying to sanitize the scripture of trying to keep, you know only focus on the positive and keep all the negative away that we can forget why it is that we need healing oh yeah we forget why we need jesus to die on the cross for us right right um and i think that's one of the reasons for me at least that these that these re- really kind of visceral um uh imagery is 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 so staying, not just because it shocks me, but because it's like, oh yeah, no, I'm still broken.
0: Right, 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 right. It's easy to jump to the I've been healed and forget yeah. like the Good Friday mess, you know, that the Right. There's there's bloodiness and there's ugliness, there is pus, there is blotchiness. And it's not just enough to name it, but also to just enter to enter into that kind of grossness of our circumstance. And that's as far as Jesus wants to go, you know? Well,
1: yeah, and I think that's why this reading from St. Paul, the second reading, is is so fitting. because This is very Ignatian, or Ignatius, I say this a lot. Ignatius seems to be pulling from, I wonder if he did pull from this. Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do everything for the greater glory of God. Yeah. Um, we don't do this in times of health or sickness or, you know, whatever. It's, everything is done. For the greater glory of God, mm-hmm. regardless of mm-hmm. of what our state or what our what our health is, right, right. Um, so layering that on top of not forgetting that we are sick, um, I think there's a really great invitation to to not just to recognize our brokenness and our need for God's healing, but to not wait for that magical time when we will be perfect. Because if we just wait for the oh well, I can't do this now because I'm still broken, it's like well duh, <laughs> we all are. It doesn't matter if you are. Do what you do for the greater glory of God. Right. With what
0: you've got. Right. right now. Right. With your leprosy. Right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And
0: your and your very leprosy it becomes the means by which Jesus manifests His glory. Like boom. You know. Boom. Yeah. Like that's it. If we if we shy away from our ugliness, then we're precisely taking away you know, the the very ingredients that Jesus is using to work miracles, you know? <laughs> right. You know?
1: you know, and I wonder if that's how we can work in that connection that you mentioned about the patriarchs, because none of them were perfect. Hmm. Uh, they're all just as broken as we are, funny story. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, and yet these are the pillars that the Old Testament stands upon. Right. The Old Covenant right. Right. stands
0: on. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. You know, so thank God, like, I'm writing the, I'm writing notes as you're saying all this stuff, because it's like, you know, thank God for this mess. Like, thank God for the mess I'm yeah, in. you know, yeah. it's that, oh, happy fault, it's that necessary sin of Adam that we pray at Easter, um, and, you know, and as we look back at Salvation History, you're right, we can catalog this, it's not just a comedy of errors, but it's also just kind of a catalog of misery. You have all of this dysfunction, and all of this sin, and all this wretchedness, and a lot of good, too, but... Yeah, Jesus is born into the midst of all that, you know? And so it is very striking if you put all that in context with this reading from Mark's gospel. Is like the leper is the nation of Israel as well. Like there's, there's a rotting that's happening from within, you know, where you have this corruption with the religious leaders, and you have a falling away from living the law to its fullest and kind of falling into a scrupulosity. And that kind of rotting away of the flesh of the body is precisely what he's come to heal, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, so you can look at that, like the development of of the covenant and how it's falling away, and Jesus comes to revitalize it with his with his Spirit. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, and also consider the way that it that it keeps going with that theme. Like, okay, you know, not only are we getting this wonderful sense of salvation history, but we're getting we're getting kind of like, um, oh, how do I want to call? How do I want to say? It's what did Jesus tell the leper to do? Go show yourself to the priests. Work within the system that we've got. Yep. This isn't this isn't your opportunity just to go and do your own thing mm-hmm. and to say, look how great I am. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. we we work with what we've got. And so there's there's a this was a theme either last week or a couple of weeks ago to remember that submission to um, to our faith, to our church, to to the teachings of Jesus, not just to this idealized version that I can twist into my own, for my own ends.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, What what's ironic, though, is that he doesn't go to the priests, right? Well, now. right, <laughs> so, exactly,
1: exactly, yeah. So, so do we. Like, we <laughs> we never do exactly what Jesus says either. Yeah, it is. I mean, I,
0: uh, I don't want to jump through it too quickly because I, I do think that Jesus is weird here. Like, it's it's an odd thing that he does. Like Yeah, oh, sure. Like, don't—it's exactly what you were talking about a couple weeks ago with the demons, but here it's with an actual person. It's like, please don't tell anybody about what's happened here, you know? Um, does he say that here? Yeah, see that you tell no one anything but go to the priest instead. It's like, Jesus, yeah. what are you doing? You know, like why why are you like I wanna be like you love Jesus Christ superstar? Like I wanna be like the Judas in that who's like, see what he's doing and like that's good, Jesus. Let's go, let's go make yourself known, right. make yourself famous. But Jesus insists on saying, No, that's okay. Um <laughs> and like and like the only answer I can think of is at the end of this gospel where Jesus says uh, or the, the evangelist says he spread the report abroad so that it was impossible yeah. for Jesus to go. So like his fame became an impediment to him working salvation.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm still stuck on this on this last line of that third part um, after he's telling them, tell no one. He says, go do that. That will be proof for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So help, help me figure that out. Okay, so G- Jesus is wanting... Proof for the, uh, for the priests right, that right. what,
0: proof for them. Uh, let's see, um, the leprosy left him, uh, warned him sternly, dismissed him at once. See that you tell that him he's now one? clean. Go show yourself to the priests and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. I can't remember that he has been cleansed. I guess. Yeah, I can't remember the. Con- I mean, this is very early in Mark. It, it may still be his identity before, you know, the religious leaders as being the son of God. I don't I don't really right. know. Um
1: Yeah. What, but it's interesting that we've got that coupled with what you were saying about um the very end that this man has effectively kept um kept him from being able to go into towns openly. Right,
0: right. Yeah, so he
1: and so there's there's this interesting tension like okay well yeah what you were saying we do want Jesus to to go and set the world on fire and say look the son of god is here here we are
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: but i wonder if it's the case of you don't want to burn the candle down too quickly before the before the uh before the the efficacy not the efficacy the uh like before the roots can grow deeply enough
0: Right. So um, let me just throw this at you really quick. So uh, one of the things that I was reading as I was preparing for Mass today, I, as I told you, I liked, I've been reading a lot of Pope Benedict's homilies, um, and one of the things that he said for this, this Mass today um, with Simon's mother-in-law that was useful, uh, even and also useful for us for next week, is that that Gospel ends not with Jesus going to heal the people that came to him, but saying, let's go to the other towns and preach and what pope benedict was saying is that jesus is not just a healer he's bringing the word the word of god is coming and so he's not just here to make right your temporal situation he's here to in to inaugurate the kingdom and so the word of god must be proclaimed it's not just bring me your your sick so that i might heal them it's and that's precisely why he silences the demons so that he doesn't become known as just the miracle worker but that he becomes known as... so much more than that. Yeah, he's the son of God. He's not just a miracle worker. Of course he is that, but he's much more than that. And that's probably why he also silences those who he heals, because he says, look, I am... It's not about this. It's not about this. This is not everything. Like, I want to be able to go places to be able to preach the Beatitudes, to be able to preach conversion, to be able to preach the new law and to preach whatever, you know? Um, But you're going to impede that by making me known as just this guy who can heal your leprosy, you know?
1: man, that's incredible insight. I mean, I know he's God. <laughs> uh, but like, that's that's huge. That's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's exactly the thing that, this was one of our readings on a th- like a Thursday ago or something like that, where the disciples were going out through the authority of Jesus and doing the exact same thing, you know, healing and raising from the dead. Like, these are the things that we associate just with Jesus and try to use... As proof of his divinity, but it's not. Hmm. Like the miracles are have nothing to do with his divinity. Well, hold
0: on. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I mean, of course well, they do. I mean, they have everything to do with the power of God. Yeah, you know. Right,
1: right. But it, but he, that's what that's what he calls upon, in a sense. I yeah. mean, he is God, okay.
0: Yeah, I guess, I mean, to help you out here, I mean, don't reduce the Messiah to this conjurer of cheap tricks, right? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Gandalf. <laughs> to use a Lord of the Rings reference, you know? Uh, <laughs> is that he's much more than that. <laughs> Um, and that's good, yeah. and that's good. And I think that there's something yeah. really beautiful in that way of looking at the gospel is that Jesus wants to be known for who he is, not just for what he can do for you. Um, he right. wants to be the Lord of your life and not just the the healer of your physical ailments, you know? Right,
1: because that's something that you forget.
0: Yeah, you could, you know? Um, and it's not to split these two things too far apart, but I think it's just easily—it's easy to see that the pedagogy of Jesus here is clear— that we'll get carried away with the miracles. Like, we get carried away right. with the fireworks. And Jesus is like, ah, but you're not going to listen to me when I tell you to wash each other's feet. And I need you to hear right. that, you know? Yeah. So. Mm, yeah, I like that. Um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, I think you're you're interested in preaching on him healing. I think it's hard to read these readings and not preach on that. I mean, this is precisely what these readings are all about, is healing. But I think maybe like a cosmic yeah. reading of salvation history as we prepare for Lent may be useful, may be helpful um, I don't know.
1: So so let me throw this out there. Yeah. What would it look like if this became a homily focused on the need for the sacrament of reconciliation?
0: Yeah, hey, I, I, especially I,
1: especially as we look forward to Lent um coming up.
0: Dude, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Yeah, hey, look at this, you know, show yourself to the priest. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> you know, right. and I, I mean there's a clear connection there with Leviticus too that it's they brought to Aaron, who was the priest, you know, or to one of the other priests. So it's clear there's a connection between the first and the gospel of the priesthood being useful for sort of affirming the healing of leprosy, right? That there's something yeah. necessary there of uniting those two. And I think you're on good soil, you know, to exhort people to go to confession for sure.
1: You know, and so here's the thing that I do. Okay, uh, I've said this before, and I'm going to say this again. Pope Francis copied me. <laughs> Uh, when he had that that now famous quote about the church not being a showcase for saints, but a field hospital for sinners. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah, I stole it from somebody else, but I stole stole it way before Pope Francis said <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and I think you know I like to I like to preach that along with the okay. Obviously, we need reconciliation, but we can't forget about the medicinal quality of the Eucharist. Mm. Like, stay close, literally, to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Not just figuratively, but go to the Eucharist. Oh yeah, totally. Um receive this this food that will heal your soul. Mm, yeah. Like and it's such a trick of the evil spirit to try to convince you that you don't need the medicine that will heal you. Right. Because you're not worthy.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Let Jesus heal you. Like that's precisely yeah. what we're 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 trying to get people to experience in Lent too. You know, so like yeah, ex- yeah. exhorting to reconciliation, exhorting to receive the Eucharist for sure. There's a lot, I don't know, in, in your in your world if you see this a lot, but at least here in Spain, it happens a lot in Latin America, too, where a lot of people stay away from the Eucharist. Right. You know? And I think there's just a faulty catechesis there of, you know, not believing themselves to be worthy of the sacrament. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's dangerous, because you're right, it's the medicine of the soul, for sure.
1: Right. I think, I mean, obviously there are, and I totally agree with what the Church teaches about this, there are legitimate reasons to not receive the Eucharist. Sometimes you need to go to confession first. Right, right. Um, Like, all for that do that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I could be better about doing that myself. Um, but there's no reason why you can't do that. Go to confession and then receive the Eucharist. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Hey, I think that's a really good, that's a really good exhortation. And I think that any time that we could preach and exhort people to go to confession is a homily worth preached, you know? Boom. Yeah. Um. Cool, man. Any other parting thought?
1: Nope. That's it. That's a good one, I think.
0: All right, buddy. Till next time.